What's up, everybody? John English here with another Broken Man podcast. Um, I've been struggling to figure out what to talk about, and I, I'm just I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> here lately, the last few weeks, um, I, I've been going through a lot of, uh, I guess, what you would consider to be depression. I mean, I don't leave the house. I don't really have anybody to talk to. Um, I mean, there's people there, but it's very few and far between. And to be quite honest, I don't think anyone re- would really understand what I'm going through, why I'm going through. Everybody has their own problems, you know, and I get that. Everybody has their own issues. We all do. We all have, and, and there's so much going on in the world right now that there are some of us that aren't consumed with all of that because we have some serious issues we're dealing with ourselves. And I, I just, I have a weird feeling like... It's like I want to be a part of the world, but I don't want to be here anymore. And I'm not talking about in a self-destructive kind of way. It's it's uh, like I mentioned on the last show. It, it's I I just I don't know. You ever you just go through? I mean, I've been on furlough for a while for almost a, almost two months now, which may be ending soon, which might actually be a blessing. Because I think that's part of it, maybe. I just, I don't have anything to do. You know, I've tried, I, I should be doing shows. I, I should be doing things for God. But I, I I keep letting myself fall into sin. And my addiction just consumes me. And then I don't feel like doing anything. I don't, I definitely am not worthy for sure. And then it just, it's just I spiral. I just keep spiraling, even though I know there's just something in the back of my mind. I know something is coming and that there's a reason why you're seeing sort of an awakening. Um, people just kind of coming out of the woodwork, talking about God and Jesus and all that, you know. And uh, there's times when I feel like, well, all the time, I feel like I definitely don't deserve it, but um, I, I think we get this false de- delusion that we're more important than we really are. And I, I look, you know, I look back through, through my life. I mean, I, I know I touched on a little bit when I was doing uh, the first couple episodes of this podcast, and I was talking about my past. I'm sure some of that did lead to has led to where I'm at right now because I basically followed in the footsteps of my mother. You know, I'm I'm gonna end up being alone, dying alone probably. You know, because it whatever she's passed down to me, and whatever was passed down to her, you know, it could be a generational thing, could be a generational curse. I've been looking all this stuff up just in the last couple of days, and I guess it's possible. You know, um, maybe it's just depression. 
You know, you hear a lot of people talk about depression and doctors and my doctors even mention it to me. Well, she can write a prescription. I'm like, yeah, but I mean, at what point do you think pills are going to cure whatever it is that's ailing you? Because I know, I know what would solve my issue as far as getting out and meeting people and stuff like that. I know what that would, I know how to do it. I don't have the money to do it. You know, there's dental issues, there's weight issues, my back. You know, I've got that. That holds me back from exercising or from doing hardly anything. And then there's so much, you know, I'm so down on myself and it just it, it just creates a, di- a deeper and deeper hole. You get involved in this, this psychological thing where you don't want to get out and do anything. People just end up being recluses. Now I get it. I understand. I, used to, uh, I never could understand it before. Now I get it because I'm one of those people now. And this is my only outlet. And you people, the few people that listen to this podcast are the only people that you know, well, I guess you turn on the podcast, you can't really talk back to me. So it's like you have to listen to it. If you're going to listen to the show, you have to listen to me talk about it. And I think there's a lot of people going through this right now. I think it's a uh, sign of the times. You know, um, I, I, I'm sure we're getting closer and closer and closer to uh, the return of Jesus. And I'm sure this, you know, part of this is spiritual warf- warfare, of course. Of course it is. Because Satan has to step up the attacks. Or his plan, you know, well, his plan's already failed. When Jesus died for all of us and rose again on the third day, if you believe that, Satan's plan already failed, and he knows it. But because we live in the timeline ourselves, see, he. God knows the beginning and the end. That's why people don't get, well, why does it God interfere when a baby's dying or when this, you know, somebody good is dying and this and that and the other. It's all part of God's plan, see. And he knows it from beginning to end. We have free will to adjust our own timeline. We're seeing it from a different perspective than God is. I think it's one of the biggest things people have a problem with God is they don't understand why he doesn't interfere with this, but as long as things are going good in their life, they're, you know, they're good with it. But as soon as something bad happens, they blame God. It's it's all God's fault. Where was God? So we've got this spiritual warfare going on on top of everything else. And uh, like I said before, this stuff all has to happen, but it just kind of sucks when you're stuck in the middle of it and you don't know where to turn. I mean, I know where to turn. I just can't turn. It's, it's, it's hard for me. I don't read God's word as much as I should, hardly ever now. You know, and that's why it's hard for me to get out here and do a podcast is because I'm not living what i am been preaching. I'm not a preacher, and I don't mean to say that. I don't mean that the way you think I mean it. That's just a figure of speech. But... You know, I think we all, a lot of us are going through this stuff right now. Some of us are going through extra things like me. And then other people have their own issues that I don't even understand. We all have our own issues. So just to kind of give you an idea of where my frame of mind is right now. 
It sucks. It really does suck. And I wish I could change. There's been times I begged God to change me, please. But it's in God's due time. It's God's will. Whatever happens, happens. We have to fight according to our timeline. But God already knows who's going to make it, who's not going to make it. It's a very small list when you look at the grand scheme of who's going to be in heaven and who's not. I just hope and pray that I am. And I hope and pray that some of you will be too. Especially my family and loved ones. You know, I I pray for them. I did. I've done my kids no. I've benefited, benefited them in no way. Spiritually. Or emotionally. And I feel horrible about it. I feel horrible about my part in all this, you know. So, I guess to get to what get to the show, <laughs> now that I've I've, you know, let let out all my uh my problems on you guys. Um and I don't mean to do that, but I just I got to talk to somebody. Because it's really getting to me. It's really really getting to me. What I want to talk about, and it does have something to do with spiritual warfare. I, I just happen to be reading, and, and because I'm going through all of this, especially the last 12 hours or so, and I was thinking about there for the longest time, I, I've been seeing 11-11 on clocks, you know, and uh, I see it quite a bit, actually. And I'm not going to speculate because I really don't know. I'm sure it has something to do with spiritual something. But I'm not a new ager, so I'm not going to go down that route about the angel thing and all, you know, of, of your, your upper self or whatever, that, <laughs> trying to wake you up and all that stuff. I don't believe that. You know, I started doing some research, you know, and it kind of led me. One thing leads to another, leads to another. Then I, I actually, which is a good thing, I actually got into the Bible and I started going through verses and I was thinking, well, maybe 11-11, maybe it's something from God, you know, so... I start looking at the 11th chapter of every book, 11th chapter, 11th verse of every book. Now, not not every book has 11 chapters. Not every book that has 11 chapters has 11 verses. But I just looked through all of them, you know, and and nothing really struck me. Nothing really caught my eye. Uh, A couple of these got kind of close, but not, you know, nothing that went, oh, wow, you know. But anyway, that kind of led me to other stuff, and then I started thinking about, well, maybe... Maybe this depression and this this uh, addiction, sexual addictions, and all the other things that have affected my life. Maybe it's a not just a generational curse. Maybe it's a demon possession or something. You know, maybe maybe I need a an, an exorcist of sorts. Not like a Catholic exorcist because you. I, I'm not even gonna. My thoughts on Catholicism. I think everybody knows. But there is a sect of Christianity that is not Catholicism that also believes in an exorcism of sorts. They call it counseling more than anything, but they do claim to be able to cast out demons. And I've been told, actually, in the past by a friend or two that maybe I should check into that kind of church and see if they could help me because I can't shake this stuff. 
I just, no matter what I do, I just, I can't seem to shake it. Even though in, in reality, I'm not really doing enough. I'm really not. I'm consciously not picking up my Bible when I should be. I'm consciously not praying every night like I should be. I just, but I don't want to do anything. I'm, I'm not, it ain't, it's not just that. I just, I, I don't want to do anything. And a lot of people would call that depression. I mean, I guess they tie that into, into uh, depression. But anyway, um, so I got to reading. And I read about this gentleman. There was a gentleman that had an article. I just happened to stumble on it. And he was one of these, quote, unquote, counselors or a minister who did these sorts of things. And it was uh, the spiritual warfare. What did he call it? He called it, um, it's funny, he called it, he kind of likened it to the Best Buy Geek Squad. They call it, he called it the Spiritual Geek Squad, is sort of the way he, he said it. Uh, but Warfare Worldview, I guess is what they call it. That's the worldview of these people that believe that they can cast out these demons, that that's your issue. If you're a drunk and uh, you're running around on your wife or your husband all the time. You're leaving your family and going out and partying and being with other people. And Or if you're on drugs and you just can't stop taking drugs. Or if you have other addictions, sexual addictions, or, you know, whatever. Whatever the case may be. Whatever sin it is that's, that you just can't get rid of. Then, they, you know, they would take these people in and they would go through these sessions. And much like you know, some of the stuff you've seen on TV with Catholic priests and all that, they would go through and cast these demons out, right? And if you didn't do it the right way, they would just keep coming back. There was like a specific way you had to do it. Like Bob Larson, if you've never, I've heard of Bob Larson from way back when I was a kid. It seemed like my mom followed him for some reason. Because the name sticks out. I remember that name. I don't know why, but I do remember the name Bob Larson. And I think there was a lot of some controversy with this guy. He was one of the mega, I think at one time, one of the mega preacher guys like Joel Osteen and those guys. Benny Hinn. Benny Hinn. I think it was more like Benny Hinn maybe. I don't, I don't know. Uh, maybe he was a good guy. I don't know. I just remember the name. But uh, the guy was talking about, he actually changed his point of view. And what led him he was actually really into it. And as a young man, he was around 27 years old. And he mentions that they counseled this one lady and there was a really bad experience where she, uh, they had church or whatever, or like a group session or something like that. And then she stayed afterwards. And then all of a sudden she changed and she like started growling and was, came running at them. Like, you know, she's going to attack them. And she was under heavy demonic, you know, heavy demonic, uh, uh, I don't know what you call it, possession. And uh, he and the other uh, minister uh, told him, told her to stop in the name of Jesus. And she just came to, like two feet away. She just like hit an a invisible brick wall. So, and I guess after they went through that particular session, it was like a really heavy duty session. Uh, the lady said um, that Satan is afraid of you 
that you have a lot of power and, you know, Satan is afraid of you. So he was kind of got, kind of got pumped up. He was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm like the Billy Jack of, of, uh, <laughs> of, uh, demon possession counterintelligence or what, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, he, so he got all, you know, he was all excited about it cause he's like, man, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing a good thing. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. So he, uh, later on, a couple years later, he realized that, um, it wasn't actually biblical what they were doing. He started digging into it. And there was another instance that happened too, that kind of got him, kind of got him away from it. But what basically what his, his mind changed to and the idea that he had in his head, and it makes perfect sense because I'm thinking about this towards the Catholics as well, the Catholicism, because it makes sense. It, it actually helps explain why Catholicism is really Satan's ploy. It's really under the control of Satan. So anyway, what, what he, he came up with was that because the stuff that Bob Larson was doing with these demons, he didn't get from the Bible because there's nothing in the Bible that teaches you how to talk to demons. And the way Bob Larson described it and, and other ministers were describing it is if you didn't, if you didn't exercise somebody exactly the right way, the demons would just come back. They'd be gone for a short time, but they'd just come right back. So in order to understand how the demons work and how to keep them away for good, you had to learn their secrets. Key word, secrets. What else is secret? What do you think the word occult means? The word occult is secret. So they had to have learned this from somebody or some demon or some something, some other entity that wasn't God. Because nowhere in the Bible does it give you a description or a plan to exercise demons. Matter of fact, up, you know, demons were, they, they had certain ways of dealing with that up until Christ. Once Christ was here, Christ came, changed the covenant. We have a new covenant now that doesn't need exorcism. If this makes any sense to you, hopefully it does. Hopefully I'm, I'm doing this right. Cause I'm just, <laughs> my, my brain's kind of rattled, but it makes a lot of sense, right? That Bob Larson, as well as these other people that have been doing this for years and that are really good at it, had to have learned from Satan. And if you really think about it, it's just like how we used to say in the truther movement that the elitists are playing both ends of the both ends of the field. And if you look at World War II, World War II was funded by the same people on both sides or all sides and most wars if you look at if you look back through time they were pretty much funded by the same people same thing as right now what's going on with black lives matter black lives matter the money hardly any of that money is actually going to the black communities a majority of that money is going towards white politicians democrats liberals 
they're playing both sides. You see what I mean? They're playing both sides. Same thing with this. Satan is playing both sides. He instructs a demon to tell somebody, okay, you feed him this information, and he will think that he's the man, and he'll stray away from the gospel. He'll stray away from the Bible and the biblical way of doing things. He'll think that he's doing it. I wish I could find the right Bible verse. I wish I could find that because he actually mentions the Bible verse in here. Let's see, in the Lord's bond servant. No, that's not it. There's a verse that makes total sense. Uh, blessed is the man who trusts in God. Cursed is the man who trusts in man. I believe that's in Jeremiah. But blessed is the man who trusts in God. Cursed is the man who trusts in man. So if you are basing your information off of another man or basically, okay, it's either God's word or it's man's word. Whatever doesn't come from God's word is man's word and vice versa. So Bob Larson and some of these other people, I'm going to be nice, some of these other people like Benny Hinn and all these guys, some of the stuff they do and might be real, right? But it's not from God. It's from man. They learn the secrets from somebody or something, either from Satan himself or demons, just like the Catholics. Same thing with Catholicism how they cast out demons and stuff like that. They know because <laughs> they're dealing with these demons every day. They don't even realize, some of them probably don't even realize they're being controlled by them. Satan is controlling both sides of the fence when it comes to these people, and it makes total sense. And this, what, what happened is this guy realized that he walked away from that sort of ministry and just went straight up, just you know, pure biblical ministry like preaching from the Bible, and that's it. And he had, he actually had a, oh, I know what it was, the case that actually got him to, that actually broke him from it. There was a case where there was a lady who kept leaving her family at night to go out partying and drinking and sleeping with other men and stuff like that, and then she kept calling him and saying, hey, I need to be, I can't quit doing this, so I need to be, exercised and she would just keep calling and calling and calling. And she kept every time they would do these exorcisms or go through the rituals, whatever it is they were doing, she'd call back again. Two days later, she's doing the same stuff over and over and over and over. And she couldn't stop. And I know the feeling you feel like you just, you can't quit. You're doing it involuntarily sometimes. I mean, my addiction, not it's, a different addiction, but, but what I'm saying is it's just in general, you know what I mean? So it makes total sense. He just got, it broke him. He's like, I can't do this anymore. He, he just, he was praying. He got down on his knees. He says, God, please help me. I can't do this anymore. If I don't get any answers, I'm just, I'm going to leave the ministry. I just can't do it anymore. These people are driving me crazy. Especially this woman's driving me nuts. 
And then turns out after, you know, after it was all after he left and he didn't have anything else to do with her and all that, she ended up divorcing her husband and going off and having one bad relationship after another bad relationship over and over, you know, for as many years as he kept up with her. But he went on to a regular, just standard ministry because he, you know, he, he got this verse kind of thrown at him. And, you know, God opened him up to this verse that basically we, it's, it's repentance is what gets you away from addictions and stuff like that and sinning repentance. If it's not true repentance, or if God doesn't issue that repentance for you, you're never going to be over it. I guess that's what I've been suffering because I'm not, maybe I'm not really truly repentant when I've tried to repent. You know, there's times I thought maybe God just gave up on me. God's not going to let me be repentant anymore because I don't deserve it. You know, and then I've had people that believe, say, no, if you're still worried about it, then you're, you know, you're still good. You wouldn't even worry about it. You wouldn't even care about it anymore if, if uh, you had committed the unpardonable sin. You know, there's just the one. Blasphemy against the Holy Ghost, which is basically turning a blind eye to God, even though you've believed or, you know, you've had more than enough proof and you still can sit, you still continue to sin and sin and sin and walk away from God. <clears throat> Maybe I overstepped. Maybe I walked away one too many times. But I still won't deny him. You know, even if that's the case, I, I still won't deny him. I still won't. And I hope and pray at some time that he does issue me and give me that repentance and, and issue that forgiveness so that I can finally get over this. Because I'm sick of feeling this way. I am so sick and tired of it. But kind of getting back to the other thing, it's kind of like a Satan's protection racket. This whole belief system that these people that are exercising demons and all that are doing it by God's word. No, they're not. This is strictly secret knowledge, occult knowledge that the Catholics have, people like Bob Larson, Benny Hinn, all these people that claim to be able to exercise demons and push demons or when they're knocking you on the head and people are falling over and stuff like that, that's not biblical, folks. Do not get sucked in with that. You know, don't. Because it's not biblical in any way, shape, or form. It's either God's word or man's word. You choose which one you want to follow. I'm not good at it. I'm telling you right now, I'm not good at it. Don't follow my example. I shouldn't even be able to even talk about God. I don't even deserve to mention the name Jesus. Because I'm just a horrible, filthy person. And I feel like it every single day. And if you feel the same way, I hope it's not too late for you. Please, you know, keep trying, keep repenting, keep going and going. I'm going to keep trying myself. And hopefully someday God will grant that for me and get that off my shoulders. Get me out from underneath that bondage. Don't give up 
If you're feeling like me and you feel like you just don't want to exist anymore and you feel like you have nobody else and you're alone and you you have nobody and you just you feel like you're in a vacuum, God's still there for you. Just keep trying. I'm going to keep trying. As much as I don't want to, I have to. And I hope you do too. Things are coming to a head. This world is in such a bad place right now. And I hope we all make it. Everybody listening to this, everyone I know, friends, family, you know, I hope everybody knows Jesus at the right time and accepts him. But you can't keep sinning over and over and over and expect a a different result. And I'm trying to figure that out. I know it. I just got to live it. I haven't been living it. And if you're like me, you probably haven't been living it either. If you feel the same way I feel anything that I've said during this show, it's because you're not living it. You're not trying hard enough. You think you are, but you're really not. Because I know I'm not. I could be doing a lot more. But I'm here to tell you, there's more people out there like you. If you feel the way I feel, there's more people out there than you know. Don't give up. Do not give up. I'm doing my best not to give up. So I hope and pray that you won't either. But anyway, uh, thanks for listening, and thanks for all the downloads, all that good stuff. I really do appreciate the support, and uh, I love all of you. God bless all of you. Everybody get down and pray. If you haven't accepted Jesus, please do so. Repent, repent, repent. Do your best to stop. None of us are ever going to stop sinning. That's that's never going to happen. But there are certain sins that are repetitive that you can slow down or try to stop at least. And some that you know what you're doing is bad, even you just keep going. You know, that's one of those things. That's where my issue is. I know I should just go pick up the Bible right when that stuff comes in my head. Just pick up the Bible and start reading. But do I do it? Nope. So I urge each and every one of you to try and do that. The fight's going to get much worse. And you just look around you right now in the news. Jesus is coming soon. I don't know exactly when. Nobody does. But... I know it's coming soon. You know, I hope you're ready. I hope I'm ready. Pray for me, please. Please say a prayer for me. I'll take all the prayers I can get. Say a prayer for my family. And I'll pray for everybody that listens to this show. And I'll pray for... If you want to send me, if you got prayer requests, send them to me, brokenmanradio at gmail.com. I'll pray for you. You know, we all pray for each other. All We can all uplift each other and keep each other, you know, kind of grounded. That's really kind of what this is about. 
So, again, thanks. And uh, ironically, I was talking about 11.11, and this is the 11th episode. Isn't that weird? <laughs> That's kind of weird. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you again real, real soon with another show.